Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Beginning to look a lot like Christmas everywhere you go. Here's your host, Alex Garrett. Would you believe it? Christmas is trending again in March. Yeah, we, we thought we would be okay letting the Christmas spirit go by until December, but then coronavirus happened. And here on Give It With Alex Garrett, I have some news for you. The Christmas spirit is alive and well. If you don't see it in New York, I mean, we're here hunkered down and we're in um, a dire situation of possibly, possibly running out of medical equipment. But there was some good news in St. Louis. K-E-Z-K on Friday night played Christmas music. We've got a guy named, and I mentioned this on my podcast in early January, like, why not leave our Christmas lights on uh, past December 25th, especially because, you know, in January it gets darker, and I even wrote about that at Medium. But Lane Grindle, who is a uh, verified user, said, what if we all put our Christmas lights back up? Then we can get in the car and drive around and look at them. That seems like a fair social distancing activity. He wrote that on March 15th. And by the middle of that week, we had Utah families. We had families in Louisiana. We had different people all over the nation certainly putting up their Christmas trees again. And I just thought, wow, to get this Christmas spirit back in a time where we need Christ, we need God is is such a special moment. Now, my Lutheran church, Good Shepherd Lutheran Church, has not opened its doors, and now we cannot due to the governor of New Jersey. But they sent the weekly readings, and I want to share a bit of it from Samuel. This part really touched me today as I was reading through it. And then one of my favorite Gospels is on tap to read today, and I will read it in full, because it is... It uh, It's a heavy reminder and a reminder of what God can do, even in a time of corona outbreak. But here's what Samuel says. 1 Samuel 16, verse 7. For the Lord does not see as mortals see. They look 
on the outward appearance. Uh, they look on the outward appearance, but the Lord looks on the heart. Again, the Lord does not see as mortals see. While mortals look on the outside appearance, the Lord looks on the heart. And so I've got a question. How is your heart doing during this whole time? And by the way, this will not be a totally serious, hardcore conversation because I think we need to lighten up the mood a little bit here on a Sunday. We're all housed in. We're about to go into lockdown. So I've got a couple of funny things I want to play for you. But right now, I want to ask you, what is your heart like? Are you feeling connected to him? Are you feeling more connected to him in this time? Do you feel like you can be more connected to him? Are you watching your church live stream? Do you know St. Patrick's Cathedral actually did their streaming, uh, did their service for the masses from home. So they, they were able to do it from the cathedral for those at home. They streamed it. They showed it on Fox News and elsewhere. But how is your heart today? Is your heart panicked? Or are we listening to the Lord and knowing that He knows our hearts best and that He will be there for us every step of the way from this? How how is your heart today? It reminds me of another Bible verse. And as I'm looking here, it's so much more in the heart. It's this one line that says, Do not be anxious about anything. But in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. He's telling us, don't be anxious about this time. It's very easy to get wrapped up in the conversation of, well, how how are our hospitals going to get medical equipment? How is this going to happen? How are the hospitals going to work here in New York? How is... We all just need a deep breath and say on this Sunday, do not. Be anxious about anything because we have to understand God is in control here. I truly believe that 1,000%. And it really is a war we're seeing. It's a spiritual war. It's a war of fighting this virus, this horrible thing. And in a way, fighting with God to say, hey, God, how, how, why is this happening? How come thousands have lost their lives to this virus? How can we prevent more? How can you prevent more? And, and I believe it's, as someone said, a, a, a moment where we're all being sent to our rooms to think about where we've gone and how we've, what we've become in this world. And as I said yesterday, be thinking more about each other and less about me over everybody else. That's, I think, what God's hope and plan at work is here. There is a plan. We just have to see it through. But today, my one of my favorite Gospels, and I'm going to miss hearing it in the, in the uh, church today, but it is one of my favorite Gospels. John 9, 1 dash four one and by the way uh interesting coincidence march 16th was monday 316 and of course 316 is for god so loved the world well there was a clinical vaccine starting 
in its trial run on 316. I believe God had a role in that as well. But today, one of the most intriguing Gospels as a disabled person, firstly, but secondly, as someone who feels like his hands have been on my family and I and our friends and family throughout all these years, it hit a, it hits home when you read this gospel. John nine one four one, one verses one through forty one. As Jesus walked along, he saw a man blind from birth. His disciples asked him, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Jesus answered, Neither this man nor his parents sinned. He was born blind so that God's work might be revealed in him. We must, we must work the works of him who sent me while it is day. Night is coming when no one can work. As long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. When he had said this, Jesus spat on the ground and made mud with the saliva, spread the mud on the man's eyes, saying to him, Go wash in the pool of Siloam. Then he went and washed and came back and was able to see. This is one of the most favorite Gospels, and it continues. The neighbors and those who had seen him before as a beggar began to ask, Is this not the man we used to see who used to sit and beg? Some were saying it is he. Others were saying no, but it is someone like him. He kept saying, I am the man. But they kept asking him, Then how were your eyes opened? He, he answered, The man called Jesus made mud, spread it on my eyes, and said to me, Go to Siloam and wash. Then I went and washed and received my sight. They said to him, Where is he? He said, I don't know. They brought to the Pharisees the man who had formerly been blind. Now it was a Sabbath day when Jesus made the mud and opened his eyes. Then the Pharisees also began to ask him how he had received his sight. He said to them, He put mud on my eyes, then I washed, and now I see. Some of the Pharisees said, This man is not from God, for he does not observe the Sabbath. But others said, How can a man who is a sinner perform such signs? And they were divided. So they said again to the blind man, What do you say about him? It was your eyes he opened. He said, He is a prophet. And so, the, the gospel continues, The Jews did not believe that he had been blind and had received his sight until they called the parents of the man who had received his sight and asked them, Is this your son who you say was blind? How then does he now see? His parents answered, We know that this is our son and that he was born blind, but we do not know how it is that now he sees, nor do we know who opened his eyes. Ask him. He is of age. He will speak for himself. 
His parents said this because they were afraid of the Jews, for the Jews had already agreed that anyone who confessed Jesus to be the Messiah would be put out of the synagogue. Therefore, his parents said, He is of age. Ask him. So for the second time, they called the man who had been blind, and they said to him, Give glory to God. We know what this, that this man is a sinner. He answered, I do not know whether he is a sinner. One thing I do know, though, is that I was blind, now I see. They said to him, What did he do to you? How did he open your eyes? He answered them, Well, I have told you already, and you would not listen. Why do you want to hear it again? Do you also want to be become his disciples? Then they reviled him, saying, You are his disciple, but we are disciple of Moses. We know that God has spoken to Moses, but as far as this man, we do not know where he came from. So the man answered, Here is an astonishing thing. You do not know where he comes from, and yet he opened my eyes. We know what God, that God does not listen to sinners, but he does listen to one who works and obeys his will. Never since the world began has it been heard that anyone opened the eyes of a person born blind. If this man were not from God, he could do nothing. They answered him, You were born entirely in sins. And I truly believe that's kind of how the Pharisees felt about disabled people back then, sadly enough. And you are trying to teach us? And they drove him out. Jesus heard that they had driven him out, and when he found him, he said, Do you believe in the Son of Man? The blind man who could see said, He answered, and who is he, sir? Tell me so that I may believe in him. Jesus said to him, You have seen him. And he worshipped him, saying, Lord, I believe. Jesus said, I came into this world for judgment, so that those who do not see may see, and those who see may become blind. Some of the Pharisees near him said this and said, Surely we are not blind, are we? If you were blind, Jesus said to them, you would not have sinned. But now that you have say, now that you say we see, your sin remains. Here ends the gospel. But imagine that on a day, on any day, Sabbath or not, the most religious of the time, or claiming to be religious and of God, did not believe that the man of God himself did this miraculous work. And so, it hits home to me because I, every time I rollerblade down a road and I look down and see the one leg rollerblade, I'm like, I know that is God working day in and day out. And I hope, even if you look at yourself, you don't think, oh, well, I'm, you know, my parents got me here or whatever it is. Think more like, yeah, God's made me too. And now he's making us all to see. See that we've become this self-absorbing society. And time to step up for each other. Long after the corona crisis is gone, it's time to step up for each other. That's what we have to see now moving forward. So I think that gospel from John Chapter one, chapter nine, one through forty-one, verses one through four, is so so fitting today.
and I hope you got uh, something out of it. Now, I told you earlier it wasn't going to be all seriousness because I think we've been hearing seriousness over and over again. So, I got to play a couple things that just made me chuckle because, you know, my family kept showing me the uh, uh, the Gene Kelly classic, Singing in the Rain. And of course, there's this famous song by Dancing and Singing by Donald O'Connor. Make them laugh, make them laugh. Don't you know everyone wants to laugh? <laughs> my dad said be an actor, my son. But be a comical one, they'll be standing in lines For those old honky-tonk monkey shines Or you could study Shakespeare and be quite elite And you could charm the critics and have nothing to eat Just slip on a banana peel, the world's at your feet Make them laugh, make them laugh, make them laugh So there were a couple things this week that actually, uh, thank goodness for the meme world, because when Steve Mnuchin said this Americans need cash now and the president wants to get cash now of course people someone started this meme because it reminded them of this famous famous song but I need cash now you remember that, right? So when Mnuchin said this... Americans need cash now, and the president wants to get cash now. Automatically, the sarcastic generation that we are, even though we need the money because we're losing money in this economic crisis, immediately made a meme about J.G. Wentworth. And I thought, well, let's put all the J.G. Wentworth commercials together and... And basically, when Mnuchin says this... Americans need cash now, and the president wants to get cash now. Here are quite a few examples. I hate to wait for payments, and I need cash now. But I need cash now. I need cash now. I need cash now. It's your money. Use it when you need it. And I think that should be like a, a campaign thing now. It's your money, guys. Come and get it. $3,000 one-time paycheck to help cover the cost for families. And um, I, I just I, I want to thank the, the meme world for keeping us sane. Uh, because if we don't have the meme world, if we don't have humor, we don't have... Uh, we don't have our wits about ourselves, which is why when I saw this earlier in the week, I was thinking, okay, maybe this guy's going to complain about coronavirus. This is all Donald Trump's fault. Okay, okay, I, I get it. Some people believe that coronavirus is, uh, Trump should take responsibility for letting it spread. Donald Trump is oh. affecting global warming. Global warming is affecting the price of olives. And oh, wait, what? Oh, hold on one second. I thought I thought we were dealing with coronavirus, sir. Sir, what is Trump's fault now? What what else is his fault now? This is all Donald Trump's fault. Donald Trump is oh. affecting global warming. Global warming is affecting the price of olives, and the price of olives are affecting olive trees. Oh my goodness, we're trying to fight coronavirus, and olive trees are the next thing that this guy is thinking about. So you're telling me olives, sir? Prices. 
Therefore, if we eliminate Donald Trump, the olive tree will give free olives. Well, I, I am so thankful that someone's on the case while everybody's getting sick with Corona. Not everybody, thank God. But those who do, and, and, and we're trying to avoid the spread, that olives are a big concern for this guy. Thank you for your input in trying to fight coronavirus. And uh, by the way, I want to give whoever that guy was an olive branch, okay? Um, Because that was just absurd. And for it to pop up during this kind of time where everything's locked down, like that's what the guy's worried about? Olives? But uh, Jake Ricca documenting a man who thinks olives are endangered and that should be the lead problem right now all right now one last little funny bit before we go this week did you hear this on saturday night live use pure ale no 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 purell i got a bottle of that junk and on the label it says it kills 99.99% of germs. What happens to the top 0.01%? So there you go. A little humor for you to end your week. It's been a trying week. We've had senators sell their stocks because of a briefing on coronavirus. We've had a city trying to be the best we can during this crisis and the Javits Center now being hospital. But at the end of the day, We've just got to find ways to brighten our spirits. And I hope that's done that for you in a lot of ways today on the Sunday pod. Please be safe. We are with you in spirit. We're with you in prayer as we're all going through this trying time. Just stay safe. I'm going to end with a little bing because a little more Christmas spirit is what we need in this time of utter, I would say, unease, unrest, sadness fighting a disease, fighting this coronavirus. But before we get to Bing, I want to just tell you one thing. Uh, Just a little while ago, Rand Paul tested positive for coronavirus. So our prayers were with him as he will now go through a quarantine. And again, it's a trying time for everyone. So please, let's get in a better joyful spirit. And yes, Bing Crosby, take it away, man. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas Everywhere you go Take a look in the five and ten Listening once again With candy canes and silver lanes aglow It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas Toys in every store 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.